0: What's going on, friends? And welcome to another episode of Best Friends Talk Funny, the only kind of funny community podcast all about the best friends that make up said community. I am your host, Kyle Stevenson, a.k.a. Who Ninja 73 And on today's episode, we have the one and only Jacob McCourt from Left Behind Game Club. Uh, Jacob uh, hit me up on Twitter and, and asked if you could be on the show. And uh, we had a great time talking about many things about living in... In uh, Canada, as I like to call it, um, uh, moving to Toronto, um, uh, Jacob going through um, what I, I think is a super courageous decision to go back to school uh, not once but twice and, and try to. Follow his dream and do what he loves to do, um, which is super inspirational to me. And um, yeah, I had a great chat with him, which you're going to hear in a bit. Um, Just a few little tiny, small little housekeeping things, because I don't want to keep hitting you over the head with all this uh, stuff. You want to get to the best friend, so that's what we're going to do. This upcoming Saturday, November 9th, going into November 10th, starting at 12 noon, Eastern Standard Time. I don't even know if it's Standard Time. Eastern Daylight Savings Time? I don't know the proper abbreviation for it. But uh, over at twitch.tv slash kinda NYC. um, Extra life is happening. Uh, Me and my kinda NYC family, we're getting together. We're going to stream some video games for 24 hours straight to raise money for those gigantic, towering, gorgeous little beings known as children, Uh, (laughs) and you can donate over at tinyurl.com slash... Kinda NYC 2019. Um, we got a bunch of cool incentives like an Avengers Endgame steelbook for uh, 4K version. Um, we got signed posters for Thor Ragnarok. We got kind of funny signed posters. We got pops. We got uh, some game codes. Uh, we got some cool incentives like ha- getting my face painted once again. To um, you know, we have our own little wheel of misery. You know, we got a lot of really fun things planned last year. We got $1,600 and I think $30 raised total, which blew our goal out of the water. We want to do that again. Please come out and chat. Even if you don't have the money, share our donation link with your friends on all social medias. And let's get the word out. And let's raise some money for some sick kids that need it and need that help. Um, Other than Extra Life, uh, there will also be no... That's right. No new episode next week. Um just because this week has been crazy. I uh, I went to Monday night raw last night. That that is also why this episode has been delayed a day. Um just have not had the time to put this one together and then also tomorrow uh, I'm Going into the city to go meet Hideo Kojima, which is pretty cool, uh, with uh, our good friend of the show, uh, Mike Toundro, uh, one of my kind of NYC uh, babies. I'm actually going to be marrying him and Kelsey. It's going to be amazing. Um, but, yeah, we're going to see Hideo Kojima, and I'm super excited for that one. And then, like... I work all day Thursday, and then um, Friday I'm going to Jersey for Extra Life. So I just don't have the time to sit down and record with a best friend. So there will be no new episode next week. I'll come back the week afterwards, which would be November 18th, I believe, that weekend. Or that week, I'll be back with, an, with a new episode. Um, so yeah, that's enough of me rambling. Um, all that fun stuff. Please... Hang out in Extra Life, just our chat, share it. That is the most important thing on my mind right now after you listen to this episode with Jacob McCourt of Left Behind Game Club. And let's get to know a best friend a bit better.
1: Kind of funny is best friends. What that means is we are there for each other. What that means is that you can go to any kind of funny live event. You can go to an RTX, you can go to a PAX, and if you see someone in one of our shirts, you can go up and talk to them. You can go to dinner with them. Kind of funny is this...
0: Welcome to another episode, not another episode, because this is your first time on the
1: episode. Uh, welcome to Best Friends Talk Funny. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. It's a it's a nice fall evening in Toronto, so so things are good. Thanks for having me on.
0: Uh, absolutely, another uh, best friend from the good old Canadia.
1: Hey,
0: hey, <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, what's Toronto like uh, in the fall?
1: Uh, well, it's only my second fall in toronto um but i'm a big fan of like the fall colors so like walking i can, I can okay. actually walk to work too so like a 30 minute walk like right down spadina street for those torontonians that are listening uh getting yeah. to see the fall leaves around the university of toronto is just great
0: that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, have you always been in Canada?
1: Uh, yeah. So I've, I've lived my whole life in Ontario. Uh, for, for your Canadian listeners, a lot of them are going to go, oh boy, Canada talk. Um, but I've always <laughs> lived in kind of like the about a four-hour stretch in, in Ontario from essentially the Canadian side of the Detroit border all the way to Toronto my entire life.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, my, I mean, I've never visited Canada myself. I don't have... A passport even or one of those fancy enhanced licenses yet i want to um but my only point of reference for toronto is like uh you know major sports teams right mm-hmm. so like the blue jays i love I'm a big baseball fan um and then like recently like the raptors winning the nba title how crazy was toronto during that time
1: oh we the north baby but uh yeah. i i actually moved to toronto almost right after that happened and I interviewed around the time of the big parade so I was in Toronto the day after the parade and I guess it was just the wildest thing that the city's seen in a long time so yeah the the city got behind it in a way that like I've not seen many times it reminded me a lot of when I lived across from Detroit in the like 95 96 and then 96 97 or rather, 96, 97, 97, 98 Stanley Cup playoffs when they won the Stanley yeah. Cup those years. It totally mm-hmm. reminded me of that. City got behind them in a big way.
0: That's awesome, yeah. Because uh, I think this is the first time in a long time Toronto's had a championship come home.
1: Yeah, and the Maple, Leafs, think, yeah. It, the Maple Leafs, it's been like, I think, 50 plus years uh, yeah. And they have a team that like was supposed to go all the way last year, and a team that got even better in the off season. So maybe maybe they'll have something big happen to them next year. Who knows? Or this year rather? Yeah,
0: for sure. I think the Blue Jays are the last ones, right? Didn't They ninety two. I think the Blue Jays won. Yeah.
1: Yes, ninety two. So um. it, it had been some years.
0: A very long time. I can't wait for my Mets to finally win. Uh, I'll I'll cry tears of joy. Um, for the, everyone else that is not from Canada, I know I asked um, another great best friend, uh, Fiona McKinnon, who lives up in Canada, this question, but um, what would you like the best friends in the United States, around the world, uh, what would you like them to know about Canada?
1: Mm. Um... I like to think that Canada is, like, a very open-minded place. I mean, I've, I've lived here my yep. entire life, so I, I'm i a little bit biased, I guess. But it's a very open-minded yep. place. Um, it's a it's a place with a lot of people from different cultures come together. And I find that a lot of people from different um, – uh, everyone kind of brings their cultures together. And we're very open yep. about learning about either- – each other's cultures. Um, so that's probably what I like about, uh, about Canada. Plus, the country is so large that, you know, you can go to Montreal and it's an entirely different feel than Toronto. Uh, you can mm-hmm. go to Vancouver and it's an entirely different feel. So, like, we're almost like five or six smaller microcosms in a larger country. So that's kind of yeah. what I appreciate about the country is it's so large. It's like a lot of smaller countries that you can go to and experience something entirely different.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And as you know, growing up, you hear stories about how nice Canadians are. And from my experience, Canadians are amazing. Um, but like, is it true that everyone keeps their doors unlocked? Like at all times? No,
1: I, I, I've, yeah, okay. I'd always locked my doors and you know, I grew up right near the US. So like I grew up okay. like 20 minutes from the Detroit border. So sure, I don't know if yeah. that's a matter of being in proximity to the States or if that's just a mindset mm-hmm. from where I grew up, but like, no, we locked our doors. yeah
0: yeah i always thought that was weird growing up like people were like yeah canadians they're they're so friendly like no need to lock your doors no you lock your doors (laughs) yeah (laughs) absolutely uh I can put that myth behind me then, because yep. uh, that's always bugged me. It's like, what? That's weird. That's myth very busted. weird. Um, <laughs> what do you do for a, What do you do for a living up there in China?
1: Um, so I actually just finished my MBA. Like I'm in the process of finishing my masters. Um, nice. So I've, I've had a series of different careers. Uh, worked in marketing for a while for like safety products. I've worked in mm-hmm. marketing for greenhouse vegetables. Uh, I had a small stint uh, when I tried to get into radio broadcasting, Uh, so I tried that for a couple years as well, uh, which has kind of led me to this kind of almost perfect career of like my marketing and sales stuff and radio, Uh, and I'm actually working in sales and marketing for a podcast network right now, so having a lot of fun with that. Awesome.
0: Uh, How was that? Or those string of decisions of like bouncing in between different things that you were doing. Like, what made you change from, uh, you know, the marketing to greenhouse vegetables, and then to radio, and now you're you found that sweet spot. What, why, why switch?
1: Um. So like I, I did a like business degree. Uh. Like almost ten. Oh, I'm old. Uh, no, not 10 years ago, about seven or eight years ago, I did that. Okay. And, uh, mm. I really liked it, like, liked marketing, like the company I worked for. I worked for like a big fortune 500 company. Um, and it was one of those decisions and people come to them in their lives where they're like, you know, I like what I'm doing, but I feel like there's something that I may love to do. Um, yeah. so I kind of left the safety of, <laughs> pardon the pun, the safety of safety products and, mm-hmm. uh, decided to take a crack at radio broadcasting. And I went back to school, like, worked at a couple of radio stations around uh, around the province of Ontario, and kind of slowly realized that, like, maybe it wasn't entirely for me, and also, it doesn't pay incredibly well. Radio, sure, and yeah. it, may be, it may be the same thing in the U.S., but, like, it's consolidating, so there are fewer and fewer players, and, like, the churn of people is huge, and, you know, you're going to be at the bottom for, like, five years, which, like, when you're... 21 is totally fine you like work for five years grind mm-hmm. grind grind um but like i was 28 and yeah. i honestly thought that like maybe this isn't exactly what i should be doing so uh, i went back to school got my master's in business i'm um, just finishing that up and that's kind of when this uh, this opportunity that was perfect um uh kind of fell into my lap
0: yeah how hard was that going back to school Man, uh, oh, once again,
1: going back to school two times is tough. Because, <laughs> yeah. uh, like, when yeah. I went back to broadcasting school in Toronto, uh, Humber College for my, uh, for my Ontario. Again, these Ontario listeners yeah. are going to be like, oh my God, he's talking to me <laughs> directly. Uh, yeah. Humber College, uh, it was wild because a lot of my classmates were like, you know, 20, 21, whatever. And uh, it was really tough to go back the first time. But the second time I went back, I was even older and my classmates had not gotten any older either. So it was readjusting for the second time to go back to school. Um, I guess you just got to take it in stride. But like it's not it's something that's very different, especially because like when I first started going to school, technology was different than when I went back to school the second time.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can I can imagine how how much of an adjusting period that is because that's something like I I want to do now I'm kind of like in a similar boat I'm also older I'm 32 um, and I'm kind of I don't want to say fully over teaching I'm a substitute teacher so like I've been subbing for a decade actually ten years oh, wow um, and, and not really having a chance to kind of get like my own room you know to yep. kind of you know call class my own. And I'm just kind of done with like the politics side of it. So I, I'm thinking of, of switching my careers, but like going back to school is so expensive, and like I, I I don't know how I would juggle that and make money and and survive. Like it's a lot of hard decisions. But like you, like I wanna I will, I'm tired of doing something that I like. I want to do something that I love. Yeah. So it's nice to meet another person that kind of went through that same kind of thought process and is live in what they want to do which yeah is awesome.
1: and like it's not like i'm sitting here it's not perfect at all like i would say sure, yeah. I-, I went to my lowest point like during some part of that transition and i'm not fully out of it either but yeah um and i'm not fully to where i want to be but it's just nice to kind of change things up and see if there's something else that's different that's out there
0: yeah definitely um so what's it like working for a um uh, A a podcast uh, network Doing marketing and stuff
1: Uh, It's I'm learning so much Like I'm learning A lot every day Uh, We're like a smaller Smaller network Compared to some of the big guys Um, So like we're Mm -hmm. just a team Of a few people And so like I get pulled into meetings To do things that Like at a larger network You'd be very like defined in this is your job It is this It is this large And you're gonna do a lot of it Um, But I get to see a broad You know uh, A broad spectrum of things um, and it's, uh, it feels like we're kind of in the trenches together. So learning a lot, That's awesome. learning, um, learning as we go. Uh, but I'm, I'm like really appreciating it. And, and what's great is I'm taking some of the lessons that I'm learning, um, at the network and trying to apply it to what we're doing on kind of our podcast.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And before we get into left behind game club, cause we definitely want to talk about that. <laughs> um, is there anything now that you're working in the podcast realm that you didn't realize goes behind the scenes of, like, these bigger podcast things. Like, for us just listening to them, like, oh, yeah, we get a new show to listen to for, like, an hour or whatever. But ooh, what about all this stuff ooh. that goes on behind the scenes you find surprising?
1: Ooh, so I would say that one of the most surprising things is, like, ad sales for podcasts. And yeah. uh, so a lot of the times when you're listening to a podcast, you'll hear an ad read for, you know, four hymns or you know yeah uh, hello fresh the or staples. whatever the staples right yeah. and mm-hmm. uh just understanding like the amount of people that work to like when you work with partners when you work with agencies the amount of people that touch an ad before it gets to your ears i i just was was kind of blown away by it and and kind of how how that whole world works is something that i you know, I I was a marketer in a past life who did a little bit of sales, and now I'm a sales yeah. guy who's doing a little bit of marketing. So it's just really ah, interesting okay. to understand the, the lever the levers and how an ad gets from, you know, someone's ad budget at a company all the way down to your ear.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um so you brought up before your own podcast, Left Behind Game Club. Yeah. Uh what was the uh, did you start that because you got into this podcasting and radio?
1: Yeah, so I'd yeah. always like been the guy who, and I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> kind of share the sentiment is you're the guy who's always got the microphone, who always enjoys talking to people, connecting with people. Um, so right after I finished radio school, I was like, cool, I need to build a portfolio, uh, and I have tried to make you know youtube shows and i back on the gamespot.com days when they were still doing video i would occasionally get like mm-hmm. a feature spot on the front page of gamespot which i thought was like the coolest thing in the world
0: yeah um, definitely so
1: i uh, met up for a drink with uh, two of my friends from my undergrad so my like first my bachelor's and we just started mm-hmm. talking about games and i think we got to the end of the night and we were like in university we were like friends but not really close friends so we Mm -hmm. connected we talked about games for a night and i think all three of us immediately were like we need to do this with microphones because this is this is awesome so uh Mm -hmm. about two and a half years ago we came up with the idea and we wanted to make a show that was evergreen so that like you could pick up any episode on the feed and just listen to it and it wouldn't like die on the vine and we yeah. wanted to differentiate differentiate ourselves from a lot of the other podcasts, gaming podcasts that are out there. So that's why we decided mm-hmm. to go for the game club thing. Um, it's something that we do. Um, we're now down to once a month, uh, just because you know all of one of the guys is moving out to the west coast in Vancouver. One guy is traveling literally three three out of uh, four weeks out of the year. I should move to Toronto, mm-hmm. um, but uh, we do the game club thing once a month. And uh, we're hoping to add some more content in the new year, which which will be a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, that's kind of the the genesis of the Left Behind Game Club.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And do you all pick a game and play it and talk about it that month? Kind of like a kind of like what kind of funny does with the video game book club? Yeah,
1: we uh, we play every single game that. Uh, <laughs> that we go through, which is probably the most time-consuming piece, and it's the piece yeah. that really limits us to not doing a ton more content, is that we play every single one of the games to completion. So, like, the game that we're playing now is we're playing Doom 2016 coming up.
0: Nice. And
1: uh, that's a game that I'd never played before. It's super yeah. dope, uh, but yeah. we played, you know, the 10-hour game. So, we, we then we write notes, and it's like a... F- Anywhere from like a 10 to 15 hour process to, to go through and get an episode ready. So, you know, that's that's the limiting factor. But like I said, in the new year, there's some stuff we want to do that hopefully can get us back to, to making some some more good content.
0: That's awesome. What is the one game that you guys have covered up to this point that really that you loved, like I'm guessing these are a lot of these games that you guys kind of maybe missed when they first came out.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. That was the entire yeah. like thing of the, of the left behind game club is we wanted to play games that, you know, we might've missed, but also that people, they might've kind of flown under people's radars. So the mm-hmm. game that I always say is the one that I like recommend wholeheartedly is a game called Soma. I don't know if you've played Soma.
0: I've heard of Soma. That was, um, Oh God, it's, A horror game, correct?
1: It is a horror game, yes. Isn't it from the guys who made Amnesia? Am I getting that correct? I think so. I think the studio is Frictional Games or Frictional Studios. Yeah, Um, Yeah. I think that's right. It is like a 10-hour game. It actually starts in Toronto. Um, But uh, it's wild, and it goes places story-wise that I did not expect. And anyone Mm -hmm. that is on the fence about it, I wholeheartedly recommend it. It is such a good title. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I'm with you. I got a lot of uh, backlog I need to get through. It you, sucks. You
1: know, everyone has that problem, especially, you know, we're around the same oh, age. I'm, I'm 30. You're 32. Yeah. And like, yep. as you get older, it's that, and I feel like I'm a, I'm a parrot because I just said this this week, but it's that time versus money equation that yeah. when you're young and you're a student, you're broke, but you have all the time in the world. And when you're mm-hmm. you know, getting to our age, you have money, but you may not have the time to play everything that you yeah. want, right?
0: Yeah, it's absolutely. Sad. And then you kind of have to maybe not do something else fun if you want to play this game and take away from other things that other responsibilities like... You know, we talked beforehand. Like, behind me over here, I got a ton of laundry I need to do. But you know what? It's going to sit there and wait until I play some more Outer Worlds. Like, that's just what's going to happen. I
1: got back from a trip, like, home on the weekend. My suitcase is still sitting there because I got to finish oh, yeah. Doom. So I feel you.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, besides podcasting and, and you know, the, all the times you went back to school, uh, what do you like to do for fun? Uh, maybe other than video games, something that might be surprising.
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, you know what? I, I guess I'll say is that I, I started working out again, like, six months ago. Oh, sweet. And yeah. there, I went through, like, a about a two- or three-year period where I, like, did no physical activity, which, yeah. for me, like, I was always, like, volleyball, loved to play floor mm-hmm. hockey, and then went through a period where I didn't do any physical activity at all. And I found that not only did my, like, physical self kind of suffer, but... Um, it's a it's a mental thing too. So yeah. I think it finally like I finally got over like you know when you're you're in your early 20s and you're like yeah, I'm going to work out and I'm going to get jacked. It's going to be great. Like I finally mm-hmm, got over mm-hmm. that like my body won't do that and I'm going to the gym yeah. now for the mental and it totally changed the way that I think about um the way that I think about the gym and I love it. Um yeah. but apart from like working out, playing games, podcasting, working and like yeah. living, uh, my, my girlfriend lives hours away, so I'm kind of going back and forth a lot. Uh, that's, yeah. that's kind of the life. And thank, yeah, yeah, I yeah. thank the lords that brought me a Nintendo Switch because that has been a <laughs> godsend for playing games, let me tell you.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. The Switch is a magnificent machine. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I'm with you on that working out thing. Back in,
0: not so much in college, um, I've always been a big guy. For sure, like my family's big, I'm big. It just kind of our thing. Um, but in high school, like I used to go to the gym every day after school, and I, I'm, I'm just like you said, like it's more mental for me. Like, yeah, I would love to lose weight, and yes, I need to lose weight. But the the endorphins that are released in your brain, you feel so damn good after you like are on a treadmill or an elliptical for like forty minutes, because that's what I used to do. I used to do forty five to an hour on elliptical, and then do you know leg day chest day whatever it was and man I, I was sore don't get me wrong i was sore and could barely move in, in class the next day mm-hmm. but god i felt so good mentally like i could take on the world afterwards
1: yeah and it's it's about like the the one more rep or the little bit more weight every time which like again yeah. I've, I've been doing the same workout for like seven months like it's an it's mm-hmm. an arnold schwarzenegger workout and oh nice it's just like you, I just try and increase a rep or increase the weight yeah. and just, like, go and, like, don't miss a week. And, like, it's really yeah. helped me mentally and physically, but more on the mental side. Yeah.
0: And it also goes on the other side, like, again, what we just talked about, the whole time thing, man. I think that's my biggest bummer. Like, I have a treadmill back there that I can just go on whenever, but I don't because I'd rather sit after working two jobs and chill, but... I want to go back to – I said this – I don't know what show I said this on. Maybe I didn't say it on a show. I want to extend the the day another – just another 12 hours. Yes. Right? A 36-hour day. You can still go to school and work same hours, whatever. You just have more time to do what you got to do. And so the year might be a little shorter. I don't care. It might screw everything up, but I think that's the the key to all of our problems. Yeah,
1: and and a lot of the time, like, I I used to follow a lot of those, like, inspirational pages on whatever, Yeah, and they used to be like, man, look what Oprah can do in a 24-hour day. If Oprah can do what you can do, you can do it too. But at the same time, like, yeah, Oprah grinded when she was younger, but at the same time, now, she has so many people around her to support her yeah. to make sure that she mm-hmm. doesn't have to do the laundry or do, yep. you know, walk the dog, whatever. I don't have a dog, mm-hmm. but my imaginary yeah. dog, I'm going to walk. No, it. absolutely. So, yeah. like, when, when people say those things, I always take it with a grain of salt and say, like, mm-hmm. she grinded 100% when she started out. But now that she's doing yeah. a thousand other things, she has people yeah. and systems to support her.
0: Here's a question. Do you think Oprah drives anymore? Oh, heck no. She doesn't drive. Exactly, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> she has two drivers. Let's be real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, she just do all her work in the back of the, the limo or whatever car she's at.
1: Of course, whichever car she decides on, on that day.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so you you mentioned you, were, you travel because your girlfriend lives hours away. Um, I assume that time is filled with either – the switch or podcast?
1: Yeah, that you—you you got me. That's right? <laughs> That's me. I—I'm
0: I, going to ask you a um a recommendation of a podcast that you really love that you think more people should listen to.
1: Oh gosh, um, do you want do you want gaming or do you kind of want non-gaming? Oh.
0: It's it's totally up to you. I'm giving you a a, a freebie because I'm going to ask you something else. One thing. Um. That you think people should listen to, watch, read, play, whatever Ooh, later. But this, okay. is a, this is a freebie one. Okay, this
1: is a freebie. Okay, so I'll give them. I'll give them two. So, um, okay. fellow, uh, he was actually on your show recently. Um, Cam Koenig was on the show recently. Oh, um, he's yes. Put out the new Entertainment System podcast with. Oh, so um, good with Nathan, and it is yep. it is legitimately so good. And I just yeah. want everyone to listen to it. So I used to listen to Cool Games, Inc. back in the day. They um, mm-hmm. stopped the show, and there was this gap in, like, improvised gaming-based shows. And, like, yeah. they just came in, and they're crushing it.
0: Oh, my God. It's it's one of those things that I think I said, I said this to Cam on the episode. Maybe not. But I, I know I've said it since then. It's a show that I wish I thought of. Yep. Because that show is so damn good. And for those of you that have no idea what we're talking about, the NES Pod, go to at the NAS Pod on Twitter. Uh, they basically have like this computer program, which is totally not a spreadsheet <laughs> <laughs> from what they say on the show. Um, and it basically just randomizes a random game. So like um I'll give the example that was that Cam said on this show. It uh, it's like a Tony Hawk game that's on the Wii that uses the we balance board, right? Like that is an example of a type of game. Or I think the last one I listened to, they had Max Scoville on, which holy crap. Uh they had like a Lord of the Rings uh Gundam game. Yep. Like it's it's so genius, and Nathan and Cam crush it and they have amazing guests on and I love Don't they their have initiative Jesse where Cox
1: they... coming soon. Jesse yeah, Cox is gonna insane. be on the show, which is wild. I'm so it's so happy for those insane. guys.
0: Yeah. And and I love their the initiative that they they're doing where they they want people of color and marginalized people on to get their viewpoints on. I think that's so important and I love that they're doing that. Yeah, I I um, totally
1: totally agree with you. On our show and and we probably don't do a good enough job of it. Um we we try and get more people of color and more women on the show. Um and that's one thing that we've really struggled with is cuz my network of, you know, game players, I grew up in a yeah. like outside of a small city, so like I have a very homogeneous like friend group back home, so it's been a yeah. lot of like mm-hmm. trying to expand that and get new people to to come on the pod, and especially those who kind of are like I said, either people of color or women. Um, we probably need to do a better job of that, but um, but we're trying. And like I said, the NES pod it is so good. I'm so happy for those guys because their content yeah. is so damn good. Um, and yeah, then on the non gaming side, um, yeah, Dubai Friday is a weekly challenge show um, by Merlin Mann, Alex Cox, and Max Temkin. Um, Merlin Mann uh, has been around forever, has other pods. Uh, Max Temkin's a Cards Against Humanity guy. Like, he's one of the co-creators. Oh. Um, and it's just it's just them for an hour, and they talk about the news, and then they do a challenge. And I usually don't like podcasts where people are just like talking, but those people yeah. are very engaging, and I, I really mm-hmm. like that one. So Dubai Friday is, you know, there are two shows that I wish more people were listening to.
0: That's awesome. Um, Question: Are you a movie fan by any chance? Uh,
1: I would say I'm a I'm a casual. No, I'm a movie fan. I'm a movie fan.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, I'm going. I don't. You probably have already heard of this one, but this is a a go to of mine. Like when I'm traveling far, because my job is like 15 minutes, so I don't really listen to podcasts as much as I should, because I don't like all the chunks and having to listen to them at the. different times um have you ever heard of how did this get made
1: i i have yes
0: okay I, that's another one where i think people need to listen to they watch a, a really crappy shitty movie and then they just three comedians uh paul Shear, jason manzoukas and um june diane raphael i'm making sure i got her name right um they just riff on the movie and they like, they give you the next movie the week before so you can watch it. And usually I don't watch the movie, I just listen to them make fun of the movie. And that makes me want to watch the stuff they're talking about.
1: Yeah. And they're, they're touring show. with it now. So, like, good, good for yeah. them. For sure. Yeah.
0: Um, so now we're on the part of the show, Jacob, where I asked my guest the origin of their Twitter name. But your Twitter handle is pretty self explanatory. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> At Jacob McCourt. That's me, hi. <laughs> hi, that's you. Uh, how dare you get your, your actual name.
1: Um, do you want do you want me to actually give you my gaming handle and tell you kind of the origin of that?
0: Oh yeah. Oh no, I was gonna ask you some uh maybe some embarrassing AOL aim screen names or or yeah, what's your what's your gamertag?
1: Okay, so my gamertag tag on everything is uh Busted Wonder. So it's uh B U S T E D One D E R. And it's that because I was maybe, I don't know, fourteen or fifteen and Super Smash Brothers on the GameCube had just come out. So it mm-hmm. was summertime. I was at the pool. I was running on the pool deck. So when people say, don't run on the pool deck, I'm giving you a cautionary tale as to why you should <laughs> not do that. I slipped mm-hmm. and broke my tailbone. So imagine, Ooh, like, no. I fell onto the pool deck and then into the water. Yeah. So, like, yeah, my yeah, coccyx yeah. was just destroyed. Uh, that is the anatomical name for that. I'm not trying to be a, a bad, a bad bad boy. Um, but, uh, so... Uh, I, I had to stay inside all summer um, because it, it hurt a lot to kind of walk. It hurt a lot to sit. So I played a lot of Super Smash Brothers and on that system, you needed a four-letter kind of screen name. So I just randomized and got to Wonder and then somebody said, you aren't a Wonder, you're a Busted Wonder. Um, and that's kind of <laughs> the origin of that, that story. So that is Busted Wonder.
0: That's awesome. I, I, I like the spelling too. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's It's very nice. It's not... I like when people use numbers to kind of make a word that you already know. Yeah, it's very. I like that a lot. Uh,
1: I actually on Mixer though. Um, I'm, I hope to in the new year start streaming it on Mixer. I used to stream on Twitch, but I, I just want to see what it's like to stream on Mixer. And I got celiac on Mixer. Um, C E L I A C because I just found out a year ago that I have celiac disease, and so like oh, okay. it was a like I couldn't get at Jacob. So I'm like, what? name can mm. i just easily get so i got i've celiac so that might end up being my gamer tag going forward either celiac or celiac breakfast um but we'll oh, see okay what's
0: that what's like what's that like living with a uh, celiac um, i'm sure it's a huge was it a huge change like in your diet and and lifestyle yeah
1: so I, I i was really sick for a lot of time and it was just like weight loss and all the things that come with that and so figured out hey you're you shouldn't eat wheat because wheat is like poison to you um so i found out about a year ago and it's been a a pretty big adjustment but like i felt amazing since i since i cut wheat barley rye out of my diet um and even in the last five years like there's a lot of substitutes for food out there now so for all for all my celiacs out there like um solidarity because uh Sometimes yeah. it's tough when you're going out to eat, but otherwise it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's all right. There are worse things. Uh, how
0: did, uh, do you drink, do you drink beer?
1: Uh, so I was, a, that is like the biggest casualty of this yeah, new Yeah, I was going to ask you,
0: like, how do you
1: maneuver that? Um, so I can drink cider. Um, so. Okay, cider's
0: great. I love thing. cider. Uh,
1: yeah. you know, some, some angry orchard is fine. Um, mm.
0: and, uh. I'm a woodchuck man myself. You're,
1: I've never had woodchuck.
0: Oh, Woodchuck's great. Is that a
1: New York thing? Yeah.
0: Um, I think it's bottled in, like, Vermont, but it was very heavily featured in where I went to school upstate New York.
1: Okay. Um. So that, yeah. and then there's gluten-free beers, too, and then I can drink liquor still, so it's not the end of the world. Oh.
0: All right, that's good. All right. That, that'd be a shame. The,
1: the gluten-free beers are <laughs> n- are mostly not very good, but, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: All right. Um. And before we continue, uh, I... I had an epiphany, like, ooh, I forgot to ask you about something. Okay, And so I was looking in, in our DM when we were setting this up, uh, and I apologize to the listeners out there, but let's talk some wrestling. Yeah! You wanted to talk some wrestling on this show. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Uh, I, <laughs> I am a huge wrestling fan. I don't watch week to week as much as I want to. Again, it's the whole time thing. But uh, how long have you been a, a, a wrestling fan? So
1: I have a, a really weird, odd wrestling history, and I'll start by saying I've only been a wrestling fan for about five or six years. Which That's fine. that yeah. is a very atypical. But usually, it's like, hey, I grew up during the Attitude Era. I watched all that yeah. stuff. Um, but it was actually because of CW's The Arrow that I got into WWE.
0: Oh, that's cool! Oh, when Stephen Amell hopped on and started wrestling.
1: Yeah, so I I, yeah. I didn't even watch it, but I'm like, what is Stephen Amell doing? Jumping the, the barricade <laughs> at, at, at this WWE show, fighting this Starman? Yeah. I don't understand. Um, <laughs> Starman, <laughs> this Starman. Uh, so it was yeah. actually that. Story, so for those of you who are not wrestling fans, it was a storyline between Stephen Amell. Um, mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes who has started this new Wrestling company called AEW yeah. now And then two other wrestlers But it was at their second biggest pay-per-view The WWE SummerSlam and they had a match And Stephen Amell like For a, for an actor yeah. he, he did alright
0: yeah. He did very well I remember that match very clearly Because I was shocked of how much They let him do in the ring yes, because For not being a wrestler for,
1: for those who are not wrestling fans again <laughs> you know when actors get involved in storylines they usually have agents and managers who have rules about like you so if Dwayne the Rock Johnson shows up at Wrestlemania he is only allowed to get physical if he's on the offense for example right so there are rules and Stephen Amell like took hits he jumped off the off the top rope onto the floor at one point I'm like man this Mm -hmm. guy's gonna wow he's doing this for us this is great <laughs>
0: exactly right i mean going back to like when i first started wrestling my first match that i ever remember watching was um lawrence taylor of the new york giants at wrestlemania <laughs> facing bam bam bigelow and that's i was a huge giants fan i was like oh what's lt doing wrestling in this ring that's weird i watched it and i was hooked ever since so Minus we have similar stories stuff. kind of very similar yeah um So, since that point, you just kind of like, oh, I kind of like this and kind of stuck with it?
1: Yeah. And and what I usually explain to people is like, because, you know, I I came in very late. You know, wrestling has this almost stigma around it, I find, Mm -hmm. that may go go away with the years to come as it becomes cool again. Cool again. Um, I did did the (laughs) finger signals for those of you who are listening to the audio, air quotes. Um, But. It's got a stigma, and I don't know why, but I usually explain and say, like, you know, the storylines are like reality television. A lot of you watch the reality television, and I appreciate the physicality in the ring and the the show that they put on inside the ring. There are some very talented performers that are, like, dancers, that are, like, um, fighters. It's it's very fun to watch, and that's what I appreciate about it.
0: Yeah, and I think... um, And I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but my favorite thing in wrestling... Today is the women wrestling, and Mm. it's not just because they're all beautiful and you know they're nice to look at, but like they are so talented in the ring, and I'm so happy that they decided to give them the time that they deserve, Mm -hmm. and they actually have storylines. They main evented WrestleMania. They had an all women's pay per view that I went to last year. It was it's so damn cool to now like I get to sit here and my nieces watch. These women, incredible, like real life superheroes, because that's pretty much what wrestling is. Yep. Like real superheroes when you're watching, do their thing and just to see them, you know, find somebody that they can, you know, look to. It's like, oh man, girls kick ass just as much as these other guys that are on TV. I love that. That's why I watch wrestling now. Like the guys the guy wrestlers, male wrestlers, whatever. Yes, they're entertaining to watch, of course, but there's something about the women when they started from where they started from when they were just divas and just eye candy yep. and the garbage that they made them go through to now like putting on or or them getting at least like 20 minutes sometimes on pay per views which was unheard of back in yep. the day um, and killing it and and doing all these cage matches, Hell in a Cell's, Elimination Chambers, Last Woman Standing. Like, oh my god, I'm so. So happy that we're in a world where this happens Yeah,
1: Char- Charlotte Flair, who is Ric Flair's daughter, who anyone who's not a wrestling fan Probably knows who Ric Flair is Woo!
0: Yeah, Is exactly. arguably
1: one of the the best athletes In wrestling yeah. So absolutely, props to that And then even beyond that What I usually share when people say like Why do you like wrestling? It's garbage I'm like, no, 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 no And then I show them yeah. this video by a wrestling uh, Content creator, his name is Showbuckle um, he made this video about the arc of Kenny Omega because I'm a mm. like, huge Kenny Omega fan. Kenny Omega is not gotcha. in WWE. Um, he's in no. this new company called AEW that's on TNT. You can watch it on Wednesday nights if you're interested. Yeah. Um, but he told a story over essentially like a five year period where he started from the bottom, but he met this person in Japan who brought him over. They started having matches. His name's Kota Obushi, and they almost like fell in love. And it's the story mm-hmm. of of them becoming partners, and then growing apart, and then being enemies, and then coming back together. Yeah. And you know, it's it's about love, and it's about um, representation, and it's just like the best part of wrestling that I wish that people would do. Yeah. like long term booking wise, every every Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and that's what I wish WWE did more of. Is there? A lot of the time, they forget all this story that they put in there, mm-hmm. and then it kind of falls apart. But then on the flip side, when like a year passes and they remember and they pay homage to that thing that happened, I was like, "Yes, this makes me happy." Yes, please. Because like I, yeah, I don't forget that stuff, and I I hope that not a lot of wrestling fans forget that too. But with all the wrestling content out there, it's hard to keep up nowadays, Man. especially with like AEW and stuff. And even- I, I'm not i'm not watching that much as much as i should it just i gave it a shot i'm just maybe so ingrained in wwe at this point um but the the wrestling is super cool and i, I love that there's another thing that i can watch
1: yeah and see i watch whatever's good right so there was a while where yeah. i was watching like new japan pay-per-views um yeah i i grew up in windsor ontario which is like Mm. One of the hotbeds of Impact Wrestling now, um, because one of the one mm-hmm. of the owners of Impact is from the area, and he brings tapings to my hometown all the time.
0: Isn't Billy Corgan
1: from Smashing Pumpkins an owner too? Uh, he was, but I think he, he was, he's right? now doing NWA, which is like coming back. Mm. Uh, you can gotcha. watch NWA Studio Wrestling on YouTube. It's a, it's a golden <laughs> it's era of wrestling. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, you just watch it and 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 start like. AEW. It's like a few weeks in. Uh, as far as like T V purposes go, it's like the perfect time to hop on. hundred uh, percent. If you if you want to watch. A hundred percent. Um favorite wrestler right now, other than Kenny Omega.
1: Oh boy. Um, I mean, Chris Jericho's having a renaissance, which that man reinvents himself and it's Little bit un- of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubble. <laughs> it's unbelievable how that man is forty seven years old and he's yeah. essentially the champion at one of the top companies. It's yeah. unbelievable. And he can still go, which is wild. Um, yeah. But I would probably say... He's one say, of my favorites, all-time favorites yeah, as well. Yeah, I would probably say right now it's... Oh. Um, what, whose shirt did I just buy? I just went to Chicago a little while ago and went to the Pro Wrestling Tees store. Oh, nice. And I bought a Cody Rhodes shirt. So I, w- I nice. would probably say like Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega... But I'm I'm not against WWE product. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. Whatever's good, right? So yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, I want to give a special shout out because I love his this guy's gimmick, and he's an AEW. And Luchasaurus. And I think it's a good. Oh, Luchasaurus is cool. <laughs> Luchasaurus is cool. He uh, former contestant on Big Brother. For those of you that are not uh, wrestling fans, um, shout out to Orange Cassidy. i love his whole gimmick (laughs) his whole thing is he's too cool to like do the put in effort so like he'll just walk up with his like canadian tuxedo denim jacket jeans and just kind of walk up to people hands in his pocket and like really gear up and then just like lightly kick them in the shins it's great (laughs) and just lightly touch them and he keeps his hands in his pockets the whole time he does like from lying uh flat on the mat it's called the kip up where they jump up on their feet he does that all without using his hands and keeping him in his pockets like the dude is super athletic and i just love that whole like comedy type thing i think that's fantastic yeah
1: he he has got a good gimmick for sure
0: yeah um, I'm actually going to RAW uh, next Monday. Oh, I'm, I'm so
1: jealous. Um, last last wrestling thing I promised to ask you. Yeah. Um. So my one of my goals is to kind of see the Big Four in person. Um, oh, nice. So I've seen. Uh, I saw um, uh, Royal Rumble in San mm-hmm. Antonio about two years ago. Like I was at Pac nice. South, and I'm like, cool. I'm gonna get the worst ticket in the house, but I'm gonna be at yeah. Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw Survivor Series. Was that the
0: in- one with the real big entrance ramp where yes. they had to use the cart? Yes. To, to
1: Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> and then uh, I saw Survivor Series um, where Goldberg beat Brock. Yeah, where yeah. Goldberg beat Brock in like 12 seconds. So I was there for that. Yeah. So I just have WrestleMania and um, SummerSlam. SummerSlam left to see.
0: Uh, so, uh, oh, SummerSlam was just in Toronto. Correct? It was,
1: yeah, and it was right before yeah. I moved to the city, and I'm very mad I missed it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Big Fours are great. Uh, I've hit every. I've been at every single Big Four.
1: Oh, I'm so um, jealous.
0: Yeah, I've been to two WrestleManias. So I'm very lucky. Um, I went to this last year's one, and then the at the same stadium, twenty oh god, twenty nine. Uh, I was at as well. That was Roxena, the second one, yep. and Taker and CM Punk. Who I love that story. Um, and then I went to SummerSlam. I mean, when it was in Brooklyn, I went to t- it there twice. That was my first pay per view ever. Wow. That was like when Shawn Michaels first came back. That was The Rock's last match before he went to Hollywood, um, where he lost the title to Brock. And then I did Survivor Series which was the start of CM Punk's uh, longest title reign. Um, he won it there against Alberto Del Rio. And then I went to the Royal Rumble in Pittsburgh, which, again, was the last time we saw CM Punk in a WWE ring. And um, that's when we that was like the birth of the Yes Movement for Daniel wow. Bryan because we wanted Daniel Bryan to come out at number 30. But that's when he had the concussion that he could barely wrestle um, Bray that night. And that's when he went to 30 and that unbelievable moment when he won the titles from Triple H and Bautista. Yeah, like, Big Fours are special, man. And I think now with the added bonus of having NXT, usually the night before, and NXT, if I were to pick one thing just to watch for pro wrestling, I think I would pick NXT because they put on some stellar shows.
1: I, I would probably agree with you and either say if I could only watch one thing, you know, AEW's hot right now, but NXT has been hot for years.
0: Yeah. Their takeovers are special. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, so let's get on with uh, the rest of the show. Wrestling aside, <laughs> thank you if you're still here, uh, discussing about uh, wrestling being big uh, marks and, or whatnot. Um, now it's time, Jacob, for you to give us one thing that you think people should listen to, read, play, or watch. So I gave you a freebie before, so oh. now here's the official one.
1: Hmm. Okay, so, so I gave this a lot of thought, and yeah. I was going to talk about, because I just watched Seven on the weekend for the first time, and I oh, feel like nice. I'm, I'm cheating again because I'm like giving, giving you a little bit and then taking it away, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say that um, I want people to go and listen to um, the band The Midnight. Have you heard Ooh, of The okay. Midnight before? I don't think I know them. Okay, so I don't think I have. The Midnight is a band uh, that's formed by a producer from the Netherlands and from an American singer. Uh, and it is what they call kind of synth pop um, or like synth. Yeah, synth pop, I think, is, is kind of what the genre is. No, sorry, not synth pop. Synth wave. And okay. they've put out, uh, I think, an EP and three albums. And what they try to do with each of their albums is, like, almost paint a picture of, a, of an era or a setting. So, like, their first um, EP was, like, about, like, Days of Thunder, like the movie Days of Thunder. Um, and the EP is called Days of Thunder. Um, their second album was called Endless Summer, which is about, like, driving down the road in California, Um, like with the the convertible top down and every song kind of shares that aesthetic. And then after that, they put out Nocturnal, which is like a Blade Runner album. It's very dark. It's very synthy. The songs are very long. Uh, there at one point is like a Phil Collins drum fill that I'm just entirely all about. And, um, their last album that came out last year called Kids is all about like Saturday morning cartoon vibes. Oh, that's like, awesome. going to the mall, going to the arcade in the 90s, like and they paint these, you know, the production is great. They paint these word pictures Tyler Lyle does. I've been to a few of their shows and it's always a good time, so I would say like go listen to The Midnight because you will just adore it. You may adore one album instead of their mm-hmm. whole catalog, but like it's such such good stuff.
0: That sounds awesome. I love I love when there's a band that does Kind of like a concept album, kind of like that, where, where everything's kind of, like, strung together, one theme. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, and uh, on their latest album, Kids, they do these interludes, and these interludes have, like, recordings from Saturday morning cartoon commercials in them about, like, oh. sugary cereal and, like, Transformers toys and about, like, they, <laughs> they take this news report of, like, when the Nintendo came out, and it's, it's like... The, the, it's the new wave all the kids are talking about it's Nintendo it's uh, it's great stuff and like I said that is, my, that is my thing please go listen to it it has gotten me yeah. through studying, driving you'll find an album that you love I'm sure
0: that's awesome definitely gonna check them out for sure um, now this being best friends talk funny Jacob we gotta talk about it it's the big elephant in the room we talked enough about wrestling we talked about all this other stuff what got into what got you into kind of funny
1: so like we're about the same age right so i yeah. followed uh the guys back when they were doing the thing before uh on ign uh and mm-hmm. kind of got into it around the time of when greg got his cancer diagnosis i think yeah. that's that's mm-hmm. the thing that kind of pulled me into you know this this guy's content. I saw the viral video of him, and then started th- like taking in more of their content. Uh, I was a huge fan of Up at Noon, uh, so I watched yeah. that pretty religiously. Uh, and then that's about all I consumed of kind of their content. And then when they all left, uh, when the guys left IGN and started kind of yeah. funny, you know, Patreon was coming up. And they started this Patreon, and they were one of the first big Patreons. Everyone that's listening knows this history. Uh, yeah. But I, mm-hmm. I said, oh, I'm going to give give these guys a shot. And kind of have been listening to their shows, you know, the Game Over Greggy show, have been listening to um, other content that they've made over time. Uh, and now kind of uh, – and actually, like, when Greg Miller was the commissioner for League of Heels, uh, yeah. I was like – Kind of got really into them because like it mixed you know the guys I love from kind of funny yep. and my love of mm-hmm. wrestling uh, came yeah. from uh, it's like the brainchild, I would say kind of of giant bomb, but like mm-hmm. the Greg was the commissioner, and he was great, you know, turn on the fog machine, I was there yeah. in person when that happened. Oh. Um, When we were at the Hyatt Regency and we got kicked out and I think like a shirtless Greg (laughs) was outside in Seattle standing next to me and I was just like this shirtless man just caused all this all this problem for us. Um, But uh, I I would say these days um, I listen to a lot of podcasts um, for work. I listen to a lot of different podcasts. So um, I listen to um, now uh, kind of funny games daily um, when something happens in the news. And I, you know, I realize it after work. I'm always downloading KFGD to figure out what's going on, yeah. and they're like the voice that I go to for like my gaming news. Uh, and mm-hmm. then I really like um, we have cool friends as well. Like I would say right yeah, now, sure. those are the two shows that I'm like really digging from. Kind of funny, um, but yeah,
0: it- and, and especially if as a fan from Up at Noon, like we yeah. have cool friends. It's, it's like one of the best parts of what Up at Noon was when they just got to you know sit down and interview these cool people like him interviewing Ashley Johnson I think was the reason why I joined Twitter and I was so against Twitter because I wanted to tweet at her and be like listen I love this Left Behind DLC for Last of Us and I want to make sure you know that yeah so yeah I his Interviewing skills and his interviews just up at noon. We have cool friends, even when Tim and shout out to Cool Greg for interviewing Sasha because he killed that too. Yep. Like I love, I love an interview show where you get to know more about people that. I watch, yeah. You know, like I, there's something really cool about that. Yeah,
1: when uh, when they had Will F- Will Friedle on recently, yeah. Like I'm a mm-hmm. huge Boy Meets World fan. Like me and my girlfriend yeah. for a while, we talking about starting a Boy Meets World watching watch along podcast. Like that's how much of a nice. fan I am. Yeah. Uh, and having you know Tim and Greg sitting with him, and they're just having a conversation about D and D, about like him and his struggles with anxiety. Like I was like, yeah. oh my god, this is this is. Primo content I find that And I'm sure you agree And I'm sure a lot of people agree That we are like In the golden age Of kind of funny Like ever since they flipped To like their new Like weekly shows on Twitch I found Mm -hmm. that like You know KFAF Like not my thing But like They're just When I watch the sketches That they put together I'm like They're crushing it Um, The movie stuff they're doing Crushing it Yeah, We are in like The golden era of content From kind of funny For sure
0: and going back to you saying when two worlds collide, as of recording, in a couple of days, we're getting the Halloween Havoc, or whatever they're calling it, the the, twitch. the pay-per-view style yeah. for for like the Kind of Funny World Championships. A full pay-per-view of the Kind of Funny crew fighting for that championship, and oh my god, yeah. I can't
1: wait. So the commish is supposed oh, to be yeah. there, but he just got injured, so I, I don't know if yeah. he'll be there or not.
0: I think this was pre recorded. Oh I don't think it's live. I oh. think they already pre recorded everything and um it's gonna go up like a like a premiere type thing.
1: Oh, see now you've just taken the curtain and just you know, taken the curtain back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I I think they you know, I think on the, the Oh my God, the poster from the wonderful Matt Ferguson, uh, who created the new Best Friends Talk Funny uh, podcast art. Uh, On the bottom, it says like Bruce Green is going to appear. I think Xavier's name's on there. Um, So, yeah, I'm very excited for this. Extremely excited. Mm -hmm. And, okay, yeah, this will go live after uh, it's um, people can watch that. So, at the Kind of Funny World Tour. Uh, when they came out to New York, I gifted them. I made them a Money in the Bank briefcase. Stop it! Uh, I did. I, I had an old Money in the Bank briefcase I got like at a SummerSlam years ago, and I was like, you know what? Since they're really going hard on this championship thing, I'm gonna repaint it and and, and make it kind of funny, blue and white. And I'll give it to them when they come out for the world tour. So that's what I did. I I lettered it, funny in the bank. On the other side, is the kind of funny smiley. Oh, my God. And so fingers are crossed. No no hard feelings if they don't use it. But if it shows up and it gets used on this pay-per-view, I'm going to be so freaking happy. Because I I think it's perfect. I mean, RIP to the cat. The cat was such an integral part for the kind of funny championship. (laughs) but, But... Oh, my God, I'm going to be over the moon if they actually use it. I will I keep that under so, my hat and so, just pray that I
1: see it on the when, exactly. when that premieres.
0: <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I'm very excited. Um, so you mentioned, like, Kind of Funny Games Daily is kind of like your go-to, which uh, it's kind of hard not to have – it's kind of hard to find something that you don't like that they're doing. Like you said, Golden Age, everything, they're, they're crushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next question would be is why do you consider yourself a Kind of Funny best friend? Why aren't you just, you know, consuming the content and going about your day? Why really, like, lean in and interact and be proud that you're a kind of funny best friend?
1: And uh, I'll answer that in a way that I'm, I think may surprise you. But I actually didn't consider myself a kind of funny best friend until recently. And sure. it wasn't until uh, I started interacting with um, Joseph Hooper, the Hoopman. Um, he has his own podcast, uh, The Player Player Pod. And Mm -hmm. you know him and I just found each other through reddit with like the craziest. Oh, that's cool Not even uh, like a kind of funny reddit and so We started interacting we started talking about our podcast about what we want from the podcast etc And he had me on his show and I want to get him on my show eventually Uh, But we started talking and you know talking about what we like what we don't like podcasts and I said hey I listen to kind of funny. I don't blah 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 and for a while. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know if I consider myself a best friend and Kind of went back on it and said, no, if, if I'm interacting with people from the community, if I would see someone at a convention and if we talked about Kind of Funny, I would call yeah. myself a best friend. So even though like I may not listen to every single show that's put out by Kind of Funny, yeah, I'm for in the sure. community. I'm interacting with people from it. If I'm at a PAX because I've been now to seven or eight PAXes, whenever I'm in line nice. and there's somebody with a kind of funny shirt, like I'm just like shoot, like there's something that we can talk about. Let's talk. Yeah. I'm a kind of funny, kind of funny best friend. So that realization for me was recent like very recent but I I guess that's that's why because I interact with people from the community and you know have gotten pretty close with certain members of the community and like I said shout out to the hoop man um for having me on a show and for becoming good uh good internet friends we still have not met in person um but that Mm -hmm. is something that maybe at a PAX we can we can do nice
0: uh speaking about PAX uh am I gonna see you at PAX East
1: uh, you will not I was at the last PAX East Ah I went to Oh so was I That's yeah, weird you, Okay see there you go um, So <laughs> yeah. I've been now to I think three PAX souths, Two PAX West A PAX mm-hmm. Unplugged And a PAX East PAX East um, yeah. And I think I'm going to try to make it to PAX West 2020 That's going to be what I'm nice. going to do next Yeah Alright
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope, hope you make the trip out to PAX East, so then I can see you there. I
1: always have a fun time yeah. at PAX. If anyone's listening has not been, it is always, 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 always a kick-ass time when I go. Um, I'm actually yeah. sad in Toronto that I missed EGLX, uh, mm. where the kind of funny guys came up to Toronto for, like, the second yeah. time in a few months, and I was out of town yeah. for the weekend. So, oh, man, yeah, maybe next That's year. Bummer. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, so now... I'm going to ask you uh, like I ask all my guests you you usually oh man let me rewind that for a second <laughs> I, my brain just stopped working I, fe- I felt like a, a uh, automaton that just could not f- rapid fire what it's purpose does was. does not compute um, does not compute uh Usually my guest brings on a topic from an old Game of Greggy show or a kind of funny podcast, which is what it's called now, a topic for us to discuss amongst ourselves. And you sent me a message like, you know what? I love those things. But there's something I can't get out of my head from Kind of Funny Games Daily that I would love to just kind of get out there and talk about. And I think it's great. So let's let's bring it in. What 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 did they say on kind of Funny Games Daily that's just stuck in your brain that you can't you can't get out? So
1: it's it's an earworm that I think last Wednesday I think it was Imran and Tim that were hosting, and it was just a, like a, a very small mention. I guess Reggie Fizami, who used to be the president of Nintendo of America, gave a talk at a university um, where he said that he had to convince. Nintendo executives to put Wii Sports in the Wii box as a pack-in and Mm -hmm. To me that was one of the most Preposterous things that I've ever heard in my entire life because without Wii Sports in the box The Wii is not the commercial success that it is So I guess I want to talk to you about a hypothetical situation where the Wii does not Mm -hmm. have Wii Sports packed in the box And I guess it's like a two-part question. It's, one, is there another game that could have been packed in that would have had the same cultural impact or the same impact? And you're laughing because you already know the answer. I am. And two, do we want to speculate of what a Wii would have been like without Wii Sports packed in the box?
0: Yeah. So the reason why I'm laughing is it's not a good game. But like Link's crossbow training, yes. could probably have <laughs> been added to that <laughs> as part of a bundle and probably not have done well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's interesting when you you brought that up because it's hard to, for me to think of all these consoles being bought if it wasn't for Wii Sports. You know, like if Wii Sports was not a part of it, I don't think like my parents would know what a Wii was. And, and have a desire to go out to the store and get a Wii, if it wasn't for Wii Sports, because strictly put, because you could bowl. That was the only reason was to bowl and, and not have you know a traditional controller. It's more motion, you know. You don't need to tell me how the Wii works. You don't need me to tell you that. Um, but yeah, from the simple fact that you could do all these things, you don't have to leave the house for, and it looked fun and it was easy to do. I think that's why there's so many of our parents and older generations, why nursing homes went out in droves to buy a Wii for that reason only. So, a world that does not have Wii Sports bundled with it, I think it would just be seen as like a toy.
1: No, right? no, I agree with you so much. My my grandmother was in a nursing home up until, you know, she passed a, about six to eight months ago. And at that nursing home, they still had programming every week where they were playing Wii Bowling. and. Yeah. You know, when you think about like the way consoles are sold and marketed today, you know something like an Xbox or PS4, you know, it's getting down there in price, so you can start to make the argument of like, cool, it can do, it can do Netflix, it can do Hulu, it can do Amazon Prime, but like, hey, there might Mm -hmm. be a game or two that you enjoy, you know, back on the 360 with the Kinect, you could say like, hey, cool, you can do like Just Dance, and that's an argument you can still have. But the Wii without Wii Sports. Is is definitely not the console it was. Um, No, yeah. Because they found places where consoles had never been sold. The nursing home is always the example I think of when I'm saying like it got sold into tens of thousands of nursing homes that would have never been able to, you know, have games in the in the nursing home. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't think there's a single game that I could think of that was released on the Wii that could have had the same impact. And I just think that. I don't think the Wii would have been the Wii U level, but I just wonder what kind of Nintendo we would have today if there was no Wii. For sure, yeah. I don't think there'd be a Switch. Like,
0: would we even be at a Switch? Yeah, but I don't think there would be a Switch either.
1: No, because they were, you know, they had the GameCube, which was kind of a, I wouldn't call it like a commercial failure. I wouldn't call it a success. It was just like Mm -hmm. a console that was put out. It was like the second most sold console in that generation. They put that console out. Third parties aren't super happy with it. Because they yeah. they don't put a lot of you know, they, they put it on PS two if it's going on one console and then the Xbox is more powerful and the GameCube is mm-hmm. just this weird thing that they put out a microphone for and some other weird accessories for.
0: And had a traveling handle.
1: Right. It's it's the lunchbox yeah. that you can bring around and play yeah. video games on. Um, but mm-hmm. like if they don't have that console that makes the company cash rich How do they they fund the Wii U, which is a commercial failure, and then the Switch, which is like a renaissance for games? Yeah. I just don't know.
0: I, I, I think if it wasn't for the Wii, I think they would really focus... Maybe we would still get to the Switch because of the DS and 3DS. I think they would probably put a lot of effort into just... Put all their eggs in that basket, I think. And not saying that there wouldn't be a home console after the Wii, but I think... We might have gotten the switch, maybe even earlier than what we did. Maybe besides that, Wii U, it would have went Wii straight to the switch.
1: Yeah, and I, I guess when you think of it that way, like the 3DS is more of a, more of like a, like a natural evolution of what the 3DS did, rather than like their home consoles. But Mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to say they they were cash poor, but like the Wii made them a cash rich company, which allowed them to get through the switch. I find.
0: Yeah. Um, and I'm I. I can't think off the top of my head. We was, what, 2006?
1: Um, I think so. 2007. Yeah, 2006. Six,
0: okay. And so I have a list of, like, games that were, like, the best games that were released, right? And I think all I'm seeing is, like, 2007 was Mario Gal- Galaxy, the first one. Yep. And-, and while I've heard it's a great game, I have not played it um what I don't think uh, listen listen Jacob see here's <laughs> here's the thing that people know about me that um is kind of I'm kind of ashamed to talk about but uh I'm a PlayStation boy right so I I had a Wii, but I didn't really play all of these these games like uh shocker uh, I've never played a Zelda game um, oh. to completion I know I know it hurts it hurts a lot of people when I say that and I'm sorry. But it, you know, those games just don't speak to me. I tried playing Weeks Awakening on the Switch and it's I fished and did the claw game and I think I'm good.
1: And that's okay. Like I don't different yeah. strokes for different folks, right?
0: Absolutely. But like going back, like would a Mario Galaxy bundled in with the Wii sell as many units, even though it's a fantastic game? Like, are nursing homes gonna go buy a Wii with Galaxy? No. No,
1: it will be another like the like Super Mario sixty four is a game that like transcended. I don't want to say transcended, but like it revolutionized 3D platforming or, or platforming rather. So th- it was the first yeah. of its kind. You know, Super Mario Galaxy is a is a great game, but it is just a nicer one of those. Yeah, Wii Sports For sure. made motion gaming that was good enough accessible mm-hmm. to the masses. And that's something that I don't think could have been done without Wii Sports. Because, like, I, I had Wii Play. I had Wii Music. You remember Robbie yeah. Drums? That was a, that was a yeah. thing back in the day, <laughs> DJ Ravi Drums. I saw him. Cool story. Uh, I saw a, t- a taping of How We Do It, which was Howie Mandel's short-lived prank <laughs> I show. I know that
0: show. Yeah. It
1: ran six episodes. It was filmed in my hometown in Windsor, Ontario at Caesars Windsor. And Robbie Drums was the like house DJ or the house drummer. Oh wow! Yeah, so there's wow. there's a connection for you.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> um, but you were when you were were bringing this up, you mentioned what is that game that you think would be bundled? And and I jokingly said Link's Crossbow Training. But what it, I want to know what you think? What is what would be that game that you would bundle to maybe get it somewhere close to what the Wii Wii Sports did for it? And
1: see, that's that's I kind of made a short list, but it was it's hard, right? Because like Mario Kart Wii came out in two thousand eight, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So like, could it have been ready for two thousand six? Maybe, but Mario yeah. Kart is just like cool. I get to drive with this wheel that is motion controlled. Probably won't yeah. bring in the masses, right?
0: No, um, and like. Let's be real. People who played Mario Kart Wii usually did not use the wheel.
1: They didn't. They did it, not.
0: It, it was a very gimmick thing, and then they went to GameCube controllers or Pro controller or.
1: You know what, though, <laughs> for those people who don't like aren't big gamers, quote unquote yeah. gamers, sure. they will yep. use the the motion control. Yeah. yeah. And like Mar- uh, WarioWare smooth moves. That game came out in 2006.
0: It's ah, a good game.
1: Fantastic game but I don't think it's it's very weird right so people it's eclectic it's weird I yeah. don't know if it hits with the masses so
0: I mean that's like the one two switch right yeah exactly it, it's weird it it's not again it's shocking that that wasn't packed in with the switch like go, looking at it now that should have been packaged with the with the switch
1: yep same so so my answer I guess was we play because that came out yeah. I think it came out in early 2007 in North America. Mm-hmm. So and that is kind of the closest thing. It's like a mini game collection, kind of does some cool stuff where you could like I remember hiding, you could hide the Wiimote in a certain part of the room. So like imagine you're in your family room and you take the yeah. remote and you like hide it under the couch and your mm-hmm. your you'd go away and then other people would come in the room and it would make noise every 30 seconds and you'd have to try and find it. So like It's cool, but not mainstream cool like Wii Sports. So, like I said, I don't think there's a world where Nintendo as a company does not exist in the same way that it does without Wii Sports packed in. Thank you, Reggie Fizumi. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
0: Real quick, last question on this one before we move on. Um, I'm just trying to see what the final number is of, like, units sold. Uh, Where is it? It sold 101.63 million consoles. God. Without Wii Sports being bundled in, what do you think that number would have been? 40.
1: 40
0: million? Yep. All right. Uh, So just under... That would be just under what Xbox One is. Xbox One right now is at 41 million.
1: Yep, I don't take that back. 40 is where where I put it. Yeah. is that kind of what you're thinking
0: uh, yeah I was I was thinking that way yeah um I mean again for I mean the Wii U only was like 13 million and the switch is already at like 37 million so uh, that's way more portable like you can bring that on that's gonna crush that no problem but yeah I think 40s is the right area mm-hmm. I believe yep yeah it, it's just just it would be just another console with a gimmick yep Right.
1: Yeah, waggle, waggle that WeMo. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um,
0: excellent, excellent. I'm so happy you brought that up. Maybe I'll add that to my uh, criteria now. If you want to talk games, daily topics, ring it in. <laughs> yeah,
1: good. I broke the
0: system. Uh, yeah uh we're on to questions from the kind of funny best friends uh if you want to ask questions follow uh the show on twitter at bfs talk funny and i always tweet out uh who my guest is for questions uh the day before we record so be on the lookout for that um we got one question for you today from the lovely cam konick at the Camdman man on twitter uh cam's getting a lot of love this episode because he deserves it yeah um Top five favorite bands, Jacob.
1: Oh man, that was that was a tough that was a tough one, right? Because like when he says bands, that assumes mm-hmm. that you're like a fan of rock, pop, like sure stuff. So I guess what I'll what I'll do is I'll change Cam's question and say favorite five music artists. Is that is okay. that a fair substitution? Uh, sure, I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll, allow, I'll it. allow it. Um, so I was a big Coldplay fan back in the day. Um. Uh, one of my first concerts was Coldplay. Um, I used to love, uh, even now, like I'll listen to their old albums. So Coldplay, mm-hmm. um, I would say the Midnight, which is the band I spoke about. Um, yeah. U2 was my was my first concert, and I just remember it vividly on the Vertigo tour. You know, I, I used to play How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb like on repeat, which is you know older U2 fans will go like, "That's weird that you play that <laughs> one." Um, but I, I like a lot of their singles too. So I guess you two is like the band, and mm-hmm. then I guess from there, um, I guess I just have to say Ed Sheeran and Drake. Like if we're just talking like straight nice. favorites, um, you know yeah. I, I'm in Toronto now. I'm making the six symbol for Drake. Yeah. Uh, his his old album spoke to me in ways that many artists albums did not. Don't love his new stuff, but again. I'm a different guy, he's a different guy, whatever. And Ed Sheeran, if you ever have a chance to see him live, um he is incredible live.
0: That's awesome. So there That's you go. That's something I want to get more into is going to more live music.
1: Oh man, live shows are the best. Small yeah. venue Foo large Finders venue is my
0: holy grail. Oh,
1: they would be so good. Oh, I, I just remember did you remember like when he when Dave Grohl was touring and I think he'd broken his leg? And he was still—he was sitting on a throne on stage with his broken leg, singing with—I think like a cane microphone. I saw the videos, Mm -hmm. and it was—I'm like, man, Dave Grohl is such a legend.
0: I only owned three, um, like, music concerts on Blu-ray. Two of those are Foo Fighters, uh, because I, i their music speaks to me in a way that most other music does not. Um, and just to be able to see them live would be great. And it's funny. You said your first show ever was U2, which is pretty fantastic. And I instantly thought of my first concert ever. And again, I'm going to embarrass myself. Uh, That would be Nickelback. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Like, back in the day, Ooh, boy. we were about the same age. I would rock yeah. uh, like a This Is How You Remind Me. Like, oh, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm Canadian. I mean, they're, <laughs> I think, from the West Coast. Um, but I, I don't fault you oh, for that. that. Silver Side Up, that was an album that I listened to.
0: I, that was, bad choice, Pascal. Bad. Here, I mean, my... the, the other bands that were there we were, were, were cool. Like Chevelle was there and trapped. So I got to see them and that was awesome. I was but.
1: thinking, I'm like, is he going to say Three Ooh. Doors Down? Is he going to say like no. Chevelle? Like what?
0: Yeah, Chevelle, Chevelle's great. I um, love Chevelle.
1: Final, final piece about this. Um, you talked yeah. about Dave Grohl. Have you seen the, the video uh, Fresh Pots with Dave Grohl?
0: I don't think I have
1: Okay so The homework And you will get A huge laugh out of this He did this like Video back in When like Artists weren't doing video I think it's like A ten year old video And I guess he was drinking Mm -hmm. Like three pots of coffee A day and so there's okay. this there's this funny, like, I'm sure it was on E-Bombs World video of him just yelling at his bandmates, like, fresh pots, having him, like, <laughs> having them make him fresh pots of coffee. And he would just, like, chug uh-huh. pots of coffee and drum. So fresh pots, that oh is your my homework, God. my friend.
0: I will watch that immediately afterwards.
1: <laughs> it's like a two-minute video. I'm sure you will love it.
0: <laughs> that's awesome um so before we thank you cam for asking your question by the way uh, before we leave for the episode and say our goodbyes and plug your stuff uh you're about to enter the makuga zone are you familiar with one josh makuga i am uh makuga zone i'm gonna put three minutes on the clock i'm gonna ask you rapid fire questions the first thing that pops in your head is what you answer
1: oh cool boy are you ready? I I don't think so, but let's do it.
0: <laughs> and for the listeners, I'm going to actually start at the bottom of the list cuz I don't want to keep asking the guests the same questions. Um and your time starts. Oh, I hit it early. Hold on.
1: I need the full 3 now. minutes.
0: <laughs> yes, you do. Uh what is wind?
1: Uh it's this <laughs> it's that. <laughs> Who inspires you? Um, oh, man. Uh, members of the KF um, best friend community, my mom, nice. my girlfriend.
0: Sweet. Awesome. Uh, which animal adds more joy to the world, squirrels or llamas?
1: Squirrels. Uh,
0: what's the most boring thing ever? Uh, paint drying. Uh, have you ever stolen anything?
1: I don't think so. I'm a good boy. Uh,
0: what's <laughs> what's your favorite martial art? Uh,
1: saying, uh, most people say kung fu, but like jujitsu just sounds like a better word. Uh,
0: what's your favorite Harry Potter character?
1: Uh, Hermione Granger. She's super smart and tells you exactly what you need to know when you need to uh, know Define
0: it. the word zeitgeist.
1: Uh, it's a word, it's when like something becomes big and everyone's talking about a zeitgeist.
0: sorry you're breaking up on me a little bit so i apologize if i ran into your last answer no no um uh would when you fly on a plane do you wear a neck pillow uh
1: i have on occasion wore a neck pillow yes
0: uh what's your favorite clothing brand
1: um whatever's cheapest at the store (laughs) (laughs) polka dots
0: or stripes uh
1: polka dots uh
0: dark chocolate or milk chocolate
1: uh, milk chocolate.
0: What's a country you'd be okay never visiting in your life?
1: Uh, as a Canadian, I'm very scared to go to China right now. So let's say China.
0: Yeah, very, very touchy right now. Um, most embarrassing store you might be seen shopping at?
1: Uh,. My girlfriend always laughs at me when I go into makeup stores because I don't know what to do in them. So if you ever see me in a Sephora, I'll just be in the corner just going, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> uh, what's something you could eat for a week straight? Um, Oh, eggs. I, I eat eggs like almost some nights every week for dinner.
0: Yeah. Breakfast for dinner is the jam. The jam. Uh,
1: 30
0: seconds left. Uh, what type of milk do you put in your cereal?
1: Uh, one percent usually. Um, do you Instagram your food? I have on occasion done that. Yes, less so now because my food's boring.
0: <laughs> uh, would you rather be besties with Beyonce or Rihanna? Rihanna. And last question, um, what's your favorite carnival
1: food? Um, it used to be hot dogs. But now it's nothing because my stomach hates me. <laughs>
0: yeah. That was, a, that was a bummer question to end on. I'm going to ask you a different one. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, man. these are There's so many weir- weird ones that I don't like asking. Uh, okay, ask here, a, weird here's a, ask a weird one. Ask a weird one. Ask a weird one? All right. I'll go back at the bottom one because this is... Uh,
1: oh, my God. I'm probably going to um, regret it, but... <laughs>
0: they're just like things like i don't they're just these are all icebreakers by the way by elfster.com elfster if you want to sponsor the show i'm giving you lots of shoutouts here <laughs> um like what temperature do you like your thermostat at uh
1: 68
0: oh not 69 how dare you jacob nice
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh wait i found another really good one before um let's go to this one do you currently own any stuffed animals
1: um I do own stuffed animals but they are not with me in my in my apartment in Toronto. Okay. What are they of? Um so I'm a big Boy Meets World fan as I mentioned. Um yeah. so I have a stuffed monkey that will follow me forever and his name is Johnny Baboon.
0: That's awesome. Any
1: <laughs> Boy Meets World fans will die laughing at that.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh jacob thank you for joining me on this episode of best friends talk funny i had a blast um thank you for for coming on if people would like to follow you and follow your stuff where can they find you uh
1: you can find me at jacob mccourt on all major social media platforms i got my name it's great um i have a my friends keep telling me i have a very broadcast name because it rolls off the tongue and it's irish um, and if you want to follow the show, the Left Behind Game Club, um, you can do so. Um, our website is leftbehindgame.club. Our Instagram is leftbehindgameclub. Our Twitter is leftbehindclub. And we just had like a really, really good week because our show got featured on the new and noteworthy section of the Canadian iTunes Store. So we're like, Yay. We're like. On Cloud9, me and my my two co-founders, Mike and Mo. Mo just moved to Vancouver. You know, Mike's really busy with work right now. And I just started this new job mm-hmm. in Toronto. And to get that, like, recognition was just, like, was we're, we're over the moon.
0: That's amazing. Yep. That's awesome. Well, I hope it continues rising up those charts. And so you know you what? guys keep killing it.
1: Even if it doesn't, uh, what what's cool is we have built this, like, really small community of people um, small and intimate community of people that like don't like to play the new releases and want to play something yeah. that may- they missed from like maybe 18 months ago and that's what we're trying to do so even if you know we never get recognized again uh, we're just having fun doing it
0: absolutely that's the reason why we, we do these stuff because we like enjoy and enjoy it yep. so like yeah that's awesome <laughs> Um, you can follow me, as always, at Who that Ninja 73 on Twitter. Uh, you can follow this show, like I said earlier, at Bfs Talk Funny on Twitter. Uh, if you would like to be on the show, hit me up in a DM, um, either my personal or the show, and we'll try to work out uh, a date. It does not matter if you've ever podcasted before. I would love to break your podcast cherry on this very show. Um, and then the only other thing I'm going to pimp out, because I do way too many things, um, C- Extra Life is coming up. Uh, Part of the Kind of NYC family. We are streaming on November 9th and 10th for 24 hours, raising money for those big, beautiful kids. Uh, We're giving away some kind of funny signed posters. I have a 4K endgame steelbook I'm giving away, some pops. Um, A best friend hit us up and donated... Some two really sweet Thor Ragnarok posters, one signed by Jeff Goldblum and one signed by Chris Hemsworth. So we'll be giving those away as well. Oh, yeah. It's insane. And as well as, like, cool things. Like, if we hit $700, I think the number is uh, somebody will paint my face on stream. Um, We got... uh, a drunk Disney animated uh, movie ranking at some point during the night. Like we got some really cool stuff. So in order for you to check all that stuff out and donate, go to tinyurl. That's t i n y u r l slash kinda n um, y c twenty nineteen. We got all our milestones up there and incentives. So please, if you have some money to spare for those big beautiful kids, please consider donating. If not, please share the word, and let's help uh, some kids that deserve it.
1: The big, beautiful Um, kids need uh, your help. They're
0: so big and beautiful. Absolutely. Let's get Team Kind of Funny past the 100K mark this year. I I swear it's got to happen. We've been close before. Let's push it over the edge, and that's because we need you to donate. If you, even if it's not kind of NYC, I would love it if it was us. But but, but I am go poor. find another best friend.
1: I did extra life for like five years, and the yeah. thing that I always said, and you nailed it, is if you don't have the money to donate, what you can do is, you know, pimp it out on all your social media feeds, and maybe someone that'll see it will donate instead. So don't take Absolutely. your actions for granted. If you can, if you don't have the money, promote it as well. Um, yeah. but again just remember the big beautiful kids need your help
0: Yeah, and, and come hang out in people who are streaming chats because before I was doing it with Kind of NYC I was doing it by myself and it's real hard to stream for 24 hours by yourself and stay awake and be entertained so yep. pop in some chats and, and hang out with them for a little bit and encourage them to keep going because it's well worth it um, so until next time remember be kind to one another bye